0: How does Invesco QQQ rethink possibility? By rethinking access to innovation and the NASDAQ 100. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is brought to you by Invesco QQQ. Today's innovations are tomorrow's possibilities. Become an agent of innovation with Invesco QQQ. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Invesco Distributors, Inc.
1: Welcome to Trillions. I'm Joel Weber. And I'm Eric Belchunas. Good to see you, Eric. <laughs> Good to see you, too. In person, like in person. the third time, I think, uh, since yeah, you know, pandemic days. It's, it's great, though. Uh, I think it's more than that, but who's counting? Uh, so
2: there have been some headlines recently and some ETFs that just launched. And those headlines and these ETFs really fascinate me because we've
1: never talked about this before, and it seems like a great time to do so. Yeah, a whole new category has been born. We weren't sure it was going to happen, but this is uh, a category of ETFs that are linked to single stocks, which is almost, I think, silly to some people. Uh, For example, an ETF that tracks uh, Tesla to some degree, either leveraged or inverse, or an ETF that tracks Nike or Google. Um, There are reasons for it we'll get into, but the SEC has approved these. Not completely the way they were filed, but close enough that I do believe we're going to see hundreds, if not thousands, of ETFs, because there's 4,000 stocks, and there's many things you can do. And so the first one was launched last week, or a bunch of them, and the one that I had a feeling would be the biggest hit was the biggest hit, Inverse Tesla, TSLQ. The volume on it went from 6 million day one, 12 million day two. It's rare to get 12 million that new, and it's rare to have volume grow. Usually day one's a big splash, and then it goes down. That tells me this is going to be a a pretty big hit product. So once there's a hit, that's only going to encourage more people to file. So uh, this is a really uh, exciting and maybe an area that really requires some explanation for someone out there going, why do you need an ETF for a stock? So joining us on this episode, we've got Matt Tuttle,
2: who's the Managing Director of Axis Investments, one of the companies that's begun putting out these single stock ETFs, as well as Katie Greifeld, reporter with Bloomberg News, who's been covering these launches. This time on Trillions, single stock ETFs. Matt, Katie, welcome to
3: Trillions. Thank you for having me.
4: Thrilled to be here.
2: Matt, let's start with you. Why does the world need single stock ETFs?
3: The world definitely needs single stock ETFs. So I've been trading since the eighties and you know, back in the day, you'd always, I wish this existed. I wish that existed and you know, was never in a position to actually make that happen. And, and, and now I am. So, you know, I talk to retail investors on Twitter and, you know, in through email all the time. And, you know, there, there's a couple of things they really like to do. They like to trade on margin. They like options, and they typically are agnostic between being long or short a single name. So what single stock ETFs do is it gives investors a way to easily kind of express those options in a nice package. So not everybody likes to trade options. I mean, I personally don't. It's kind of a pain in the butt. Um, Not everyone likes to or can access margin. Um, and not everybody likes to or can go short. You can't short in an IRA, retirement plan. So it just gives investors another way if they've got a bullish opinion or a bearish opinion on a stock to express that view. What were the hurdles
2: to bring to bring this to market? Because as Eric mentioned, uh, SEC didn't totally go for this at the start.
3: So these are complex products, obviously, and leverage and inverse ETFs, I mean, we all know that they provide the return in a single day. Once you start compounding the returns, you know, what you end up getting, you know, may not be exactly what you expect. And so there really, there is education, but there needs to be a lot more education for investors on, you know, hey, if you hold on to this for a longer period of time, you know, there could be issues. So, you know, the, the SEC to address that came out with their new derivatives rule, which, you know. Uh, expectedly is not designed with single asset ETFs in mind. So, you know, I, th- I think the biggest hurdle that that we had there was just making sure that these fit within the rules as they were designed.
1: Um, let me jump in there because when you filed, you had originally filed for also a 2X Tesla, which to me is somewhat of the holy grail. I think that anything around Tesla I think is going to sell. You ended up coming out with a 1.1X Tesla, which is... Just a little tiny dose of leverage. I mean, it's almost unnoticeable. And then, but they allowed you to come out with 2X Pfizer. And, you know, my colleague, James Seifert, looked at that. And what he did is he looked at the volatility of the stocks. And if you work in that leverage, you realize that it looked like the SEC was looking at standard deviation and saying, well, we're okay with 2X Pfizer because it's not that volatile, but Tesla, we only go a tiny bit of leverage. Are they actually using volatility? as a, a way way to sort of regulate these things
3: so to an extent they're not looking specifically at standard deviation but they, they've got a calculation that we've got to fit these into so when we initially filed we said you know we'll, we'll file for 2x you know because that's the maximum we know we can do and then we'll go through the process and see you know kind of where we end up um You know, without giving away the secret sauce, because I don't know that other people have kind of figured this out, you know, you've you've basically got to fit it within those derivative rules. And the more volatile a stock, I mean, Tesla has a standard deviation over four, uh, where I don't remember what Pfizer is off the top of my head, but it's nowhere near four. You know, the more volatile the stock, the tougher it's going to be to kind of fit it into that box. And again, going back to the rules aren't designed for a single asset.
4: And so, I mean, I've tweeted about these launches. Eric has tweeted about these launches. It spurred a lot of pearl clutching on Twitter, like uh, just a lot of people saying, oh, this is the top, even though it feels like maybe we're at the bottom. But in any case, one of the tweets that did catch my eye, which was interesting, you know, you mentioned that these ETFs, the inverse ETFs, could be uh, access for people who can't short otherwise to short a stock, express that bearish view. And someone made the point on Twitter that People might use this to get around having to set up a margin account. Like maybe there's a reason why they're not able to short.
0: Oh,
3: sure. I mean, you know, margin is is one big thing, you know, that went into this more on the long side, but certainly on the short side as well. I mean, a lot of times people don't like margin. Sometimes you can't. I mean, I invest in, in all my own products and those aren't marginable. So, I mean, I can't buy on margin unless I invest in other things. So not everyone can do it. So yeah, I mean, it's totally a way to get around that.
1: Um, Let me just ask you what it holds. So if you were to go into the access uh, capital markets desk and the portfolio design team at your office, just explain to me what is in the holdings. We'll, We'll use the inverse Tesla ETF as an example, since that's the biggest one. Tesla Q and, and
2: also in addition to what it holds, like, how does this work exactly? What are those people doing?
3: So and, and the answer is the same thing. They, they hold swaps. So we've got counterparties that we go out to. And so in the case of Tesla, we say, hey, we need a swap that gives us, you know, basically looks and smells and feels like we're short X amount of shares of Tesla. And being a levered or an inverse ETF, we need to rebalance that every single day because the moment Tesla or anything opens for trading, we're out of balance. So we got to get back into balance by the end of the day. So every day we're calling up our counterparties and we've got spreadsheets that we say, you know, all right, I need to short 100 shares of Tesla. Now I need 200. Now it's 150. And we tell the counterparties at the end of the day, hey, look, we need to short another 100 shares of Tesla.
1: Now, sometimes the stock gets so bad, it is expensive to borrow, to short. Is that borrow cost embedded in the swap price, or how does how, that work?
3: Yeah, the borrow cost gets embedded in the swap price, and, and, and that's a, an important point. I mean, some some people on Twitter have said, well, you know, if, if we buy the inverse, we don't pay the cost of shorting. You do, but, you know, there, there's a chance that, and a very good chance, we're getting better Pricing on that than you know you are in your Schwab account. You know,
2: Eric, Tesla Q has an amazing backstory. It's been a cover of Bloomberg Business Week. Actually, the the Twitter uh, group that basically assembled around that that hashtag and was very vocal anti Elon, anti Tesla. And I'm curious, you know, we're early on this launch, but how does this launch
1: rank in terms of all time great ETF in- introductions? It's probably the best intro launch since Bido. I think. I mean, there's a couple other decent ones, but to go from six million to twelve again, that that's unusual. The the other one I'm thinking of is Uvix when they relaunched the Tvix and Xiv under new names. But I look back, even those were like three million the first day and then maybe four the second. But those have also built. It's what you want is something that builds slowly. Reminds me of the movie Office Space. Kind of didn't do that much at the box office, but the rentals just kept creeping up over time because people word of mouth they were like you've got to watch this movie that happens sometimes that's what you want that that is how you get a classic that's how you get volume so to me this is probably one of the better launches uh, of the last couple of years
0: this podcast is brought to you by Invesco QQQ what do all the greatest innovations have in common agents people who participate in progress by supporting cutting edge ideas Invesco QQQ is a fund that allows you access to innovators of the NASDAQ 100 all-in-one fund. So you don't have to be an inventor to help create what's next to come. Anyone can become an agent of innovation with Invesco QQQ. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ.
5: Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com.
2: Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Well, Matt, to that end, you had this audience built in, which was already familiar with this idea, and then you had this idea for the product. Which came first, the, the recognition of the audience or the idea for the product?
3: the idea for the product. So, I mean, you know, we kind of we we did Sark back last year, then we followed that up with Tark, and the idea was to follow that up with with Tesla. We just felt like all of those fit into a real nice bucket and and appealed to a lot of the same type of people.
4: And so like Eric said, I mean, this is an entirely new category. As Eric would say, it's a Vanguard free zone. So if you look at the uh, the access uh, single stock ETFs that are out there so far, I think they charge 115 basis points each. Obviously, there is a very long line for other single stock ETFs to launch. I think there's over 80 filings, which is just insane. With a
2: bunch of different issuers, too.
4: Yes, exactly. So, I mean, does that fee have to come down? Do you anticipate that you're going to have to cut these fees?
3: I mean anything is possible and I mean number one, let's see if these guys get their stuff to market. Mm-hmm. It's it's not easy. Um and you know, and us going through it for the first time, obviously it took longer than the seventy-five days to get it done. Um so we'll see whether those come out. We'll see what they come out in, in pricing, we'll see what they what names they come out with and you know, we'll we'll play that by ear, but I would assume if this turns into a real massive market then yeah i mean you're going to have fee compression you know you 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 can't have a you know 1.15% spy so yeah
1: yeah i mean th- this is a very good area if you're an asset manager because vanguard will never play here and the thing is if you get out early and you get a liquid etf like if if, TES, if tslq gets say start tr- starting 100 200 million like sark does even a copycat is you're going to have pricing power for a long time. Um, so it, that's why I do think you're going to see so many people launchers. as Ben Johnson put it, the spaghetti cannon is going to be probably like, they're gonna we're gonna break the spaghetti cannon. That's how much it's gonna get used. <laughs> and I will ask you. You know, we saw a, a spaghetti fil- cannon. Is that a thing? I haven't I haven't actually seen a spaghetti ca- cannon.
2: I've seen is a that potato
4: like- gun. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Is, is that similar? <laughs> no, it's it's a it's a it's an imaginative thing okay. that Ben Johnson at Morningstar came up with. Um, and I everybody's stolen. It's a great phrase, which he just just describes like when there's something hot in ETFs, you just see so much spaghetti flying at the wall that it's almost like a cannon. Uh, it's not just throwing. It's like just. Just a giant wad of spaghetti. And then you'll have a lot of things that don't make it. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask Matt, though, was about this new category. Obviously, you'll have like leverage and you'll have inverse on many stocks. Now, I also saw a filing just last week for yield shares, which are, I believe, going to do a follow a stock and then do a covered call strategy on top of it. I mean, it seems like the sky's the limit. We're just basically in like almost like a new country where people are going to set up shop and do all kinds of stuff. How far can this go?
3: I mean, you you hit the nail on the head. I think there's all sorts of different ways to slice and dice it. Um, you know, covered calls, puts, you know, all sorts of things with different option strategies. You know, I, I think at some point, you, you kind of do run your course. And, you know, there's only, you know, th- there's only so much money floating around and only so much interest. So, you know, I think it can get a little bit crazy. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. You know, you
2: mentioned Sark and Tark a second ago, and I just want to rewind and go back to that because what did you learn from introducing those that maybe informed Tesla Q and and wherever else
3: you could go? So, I mean, and it really actually, it goes back to Sogu. I mean, Sogu was our first inverse ETF and inverse ETFs like single stock ETFs are not easy. And there's nobody around to tell you, hey, th- this is how you construct an inverse ETF. And obviously, the players in the market were not willing to to share, unfortunately. So with SOGU, we learned how to do an inverse ETF, which then made SARK very easy, and then you know TARK the same thing. You know the other the other part of that too was being able to get swap counterparties, which since Archegos is not easy, like, and, and not easy is an understatement. So, you know, we learned how to do that. Um, I learned how to use Twitter. I mean, I'm I'm 53 years old. I, a couple of years ago or maybe even a year ago, I didn't even know what Twitter was. Uh, so I learned how to do that, which is good because the Twitter guys like this stuff. I was going to say, of, of all the
2: times to introduce a Tesla Q no. product yes. with <laughs> Twitter and Musk and, you know, total
3: fallout, it seems like a pretty good moment for that timing was not bad
4: how much time do you spend on twitter now
3: it it depends you know it it's good that i've got a dog who likes to go on really long walks so i mean we could be out for like an hour and a half and you know i'm I'm on twitter then um you know during the day when i have time i i do wake up way earlier than i want to so i tend to spend some time on twitter then and
4: i dream in tweets <laughs> is that awful?
3: You're all in. So It's am I. terrible. Yeah, yeah you, I you do tweet a lot.
4: Yeah, unfortunately. But in any case, we should talk about the SEC because there's been some worried noises coming out of uh, some of the commissioners there. You had Commissioner Caroline Crenshaw. She called for the agency to adopt new rules on single stock ETFs. Uh, even Chair Gensler said that the products present a particular risk, and yet they launched. But I'm curious if you're worried at all, even though you're out the door? I mean, what could the backlash be here? I,
3: I mean, I'm not necessarily from from the standpoint that, you know, there are tons of levered and inverse things that are out there. And again, it comes down to education. I, you know, like I said before, it's that glide path, the compounding of returns that's going to be different. You know, I don't think these present any danger in any way, shape or form. There's no market risk. And you know, and and a lot of it seems kind of disingenuous. Where you know, hey, these single stock and inverse ETFs, you know, that's risky. But like buying Arc K in February of you know 2021 at the top, that that's fine. You know, there, there's you know, there's a lot of stuff out there in the marketplace that's that's extremely risky. And you know, I, I just think it's an educational issue more than anything.
1: Um. So you have. T-S-L-Q, and you've got Sark. Have you had any feedback from either Elon or Kathy based on the fact that you have these products going the other direction? I know Elon's in particular sensitive to the shorts. Um, Kathy also, you've got Tark. So you're kind of almost building a little, you're adding to the ecosystem around that fund, which I argue is good because it draws more volume in, but maybe she, was there any, I guess between those two people, have you heard anything from them on either of these?
3: So Elon, no, Um Kathy, I can't talk about um but one interesting thing TARK actually helps her. From the standpoint of every dollar we get into TARK eventually goes back to her because we've got to go buy a swap and then the counterparty has to hedge themselves by buying ARC. So, you know, that that's actually a net positive for them.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Invesco QQQ. What do all the greatest innovations have in common? Agents. People who participate in progress by supporting cutting-edge ideas. Invesco QQQ is a fund that allows you access to innovators of the NASDAQ 100 all-in-one fund. So you don't have to be an inventor to help create what's next to come. Anyone can become an agent of innovation with Invesco QQQ. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ.
5: Com.
2: Stiefel
1: Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Somebody had this idea with Tark that Kathy should just buy Tark, which would, gen- would then you'd have to go out and buy shares of ARC, which would then buy more TARC and create this upward spiral in the shares of ARC. Is that, am I... Is my head just not smart enough to understand why that would or wouldn't work?
3: I, I mean, I saw that and my brain hurt trying to <laughs> kind of figure that out. You know, so I, 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 I don't think it's going to happen. The, now, the best thing I saw is someone on Twitter took her holdings thing that she sends out every day and mocked it up and had 100% Sark. And it looked totally real. And I saw that on Twitter and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, no, that's fake. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it threw me for a second.
2: Okay, so we're ultimately talking about some stuff here that that it does get a little wonky, and you know, Eric has a traffic light system that he's developed at Bloomberg Intelligence to sort of help investors make sense of where ETFs uh, fall. And you know, there's an amazing episode of Trillions that we re- we recorded with our dads once upon a time, and um, if you listen to that, you'll learn that you know Eric's dad all in on on uh, uh, lever uh, and and levered oil, and you know ended up juggling some chainsaws that probably hurt himself
1: and so eric i'm wondering how how red does bi rank these products so these would actually be yellow Um, we haven't ranked tslq you do every quarter but um i know sark would be a yellow if you go one time inverse we don't find that too too awful too dangerous it's when you go 2, 3x anything. That's when the daily resetting of the leverage can really hurt you. Daily inverse, like if you look at SH, which is the one-time inverse S&P, you largely get the opposite of the S&P medium term as well. It's not perfect, but it's not like a 3x where you could actually get the call right, but because of some volatility, you actually lose money. That's where they're red. So we would do yellow. If they come out with 2x Tesla, that would be red. Anytime you go 2x anything, we red. So right now you're yellow, unless I can find something else. Um, like if you roll futures or if the tax is weird, it might bump them up to a red, but that's how we'd look at it.
2: So and we'll, that
3: makes sense.
1: So what would your what are you gonna tell your dad when your dad calls you about this product?
4: <laughs> all in. I'm gonna tell him. I'm gonna bet tell him. House. I'm gonna
1: tell him. Stick to your big oil stocks. He likes big oil companies and uh, a couple. He likes AT and T for some reason. I'm like just stick to those. It's fine. <laughs> your,
3: your dad actually called me and I told him to go all in.
1: Just, just so you know. I, I, my dad bet on the British Open. Like I mean, he's like. So I was like, you have enough going on. Okay, just you know. He lost though. He had Roy uh, McIlroy and he almost won. I mean, it was Hate brutal. To see it. Yeah.
4: I do have a question. Sort of, you know, we're talking about how crazy and wild the space could become. But could you ever just see a single stock ETF that isn't leveraged or inverse that literally just holds the stock? Or is that actually just pointless? I,
3: to me, that would be pointless. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine that, that anyone would want to do it or or even try it.
4: Yeah, I
1: think um, the that's what they call a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I will say today. Maybe
4: the, I'll launch it. Who knows? <laughs> Give it a shot,
1: <laughs> or just an ETF to track spy. Yeah, just uh, yeah. We're we're a spy, spying spy. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, uh, the inverse ones make a ton of sense. I remember uh, I've received multiple people over the past couple of years that have said, "Can you tell the issuers to launch an S and P five hundred x Tesla?" Just because they they just they want to hedge out Elon's the Elon risk you know, of whatever he does. And I I think that's part of a a really understandable use case is either ahead of earnings or if there's a company where you're just worried about the CEO or a change, you could just quickly buy this and you are hedged for a month or a week or a year. Um, I think that's probably the most accurate use case. I think as it gets volume, you might see some institutional usage, especially if there's options around this. I'm assuming you're gonna. there's going to be
3: options.
2: There, on there are options. Already? Now. Yes. Wow, okay. Yeah,
3: that, I mean, that was amazing, actually, that we got that that quickly.
2: You know, this all makes me wonder, you know, if you could rewind the clock, Tesla obviously over time has performed exceedingly well. If there were ever a Bitcoin ETF, you could kind of imagine this. Is there any way that you could leverage the upside here, too, and, like, compound it so that you're not shorting it with this, but, like, you know, get the upside effect of of a stock that you're really bullish on for the long term, what would that look like?
3: So, not within the derivative rules. We're we're working on some more advanced ideas for you know being able to maybe do a two X Tesla. Um, it's it's unlikely the idea will be well received, but it, it's something we might we might try. But it, you know it, the the way the current derivative rules are. It's going to be very hard. Because you got to lock it
2: down to that single day.
3: Well, but it's also going to be very hard to get leverage on something that in and of itself is very volatile.
1: Speaking of advanced ideas. So I was on Meb Faber's podcast. Great podcast, by the way. Listen to it. We had a great discussion. At the end, he's like, hey, what are some ETF ideas that aren't in the market that you think should be? So I gave him two. Um, One is a congressional stock tracker. Or if you want to be specific, just Nancy portfolio, Nancy Pelosi's portfolio. Um, What's The ticker for that, like, Nance, is what I would think. N a n c N-A-N-C, yeah. That's that that, good. that would fly off the shelves, I think. But it,
3: it I, I've looked at that, and I'm not, I, I'm not sure. I mean, it may fly off the shelves, but from an investment standpoint, I'm not sure it would work.
4: You don't think she's like the ultimate? So
3: the problem is, it's not Nancy because the problem with launching a product around Nancy is what happens when she retires. Well, that's why
1: I I thought, well, maybe you do Congressional Stock Tracker because there's actually a couple better than her somehow. There's this one guy from like Illinois.
3: There's a service that tracks any hedge fund. There's a service that tracks it, and I've talked to the guy who does it, and he keeps telling me the performance just really isn't that good. That, that's the problem. I mean, it's something that I have looked at a lot and will continue to look at. But if the performance isn't that good, it's, it's unfortunate.
1: I had another one I went over with Meb, which was the inverse Jim Cramer ETF, oh my gosh. which I think would be called the Sane Money ETF. That way you don't deal with uh, any like copyright issues with his show. And the ticker would be S-A-N-E. And I, he is wrong a lot, obviously, but he's wrong big. A couple times a year, and like like Coinbase to four hundred. If you had shorted that, man, that that's like a a monster performance. And all you need is a couple of those bad boys to power the ETF. And I, Meb said that seems like something Tuttle would launch. Yeah, I feel like Matt might want to. This say sounds like perfect for you.
3: Yeah, it, w- it would be perfect for me.
4: <laughs> watch this space potentially. Watch,
3: watch, watch this space potentially. Okay,
2: excellent. That's that's good. I like that. Um, You know, as we kind of wind up here, Matt, I'm I'm curious, you know, to be a short, it takes a special stomach, I think. Right. And and I'm wondering, like, you know, how are you wired and like what's your outlook in the world? Because effectively, it requires rooting against capitalism sometimes. And and, I've been accused that that would be how a lot of uh, investors put it. Right. So. So I'm curious, how do you how do you wake up in the morning and and feel about that criticism
3: well so remember we have both sides and so you know i'm not well i am a bear right now just because the market stinks and yeah i think we get another leg down um and i think there are going to be some great shorting opportunities to come but really what i am what i believe in is you've got to be agnostic between long and short i'm not a fan of hey be a long-term investor just buy a bunch of this stuff I mean, you know, again, one of the things being out on Twitter is I see how people are just getting killed. And a lot of the Twitter guys have started to get it and they're not buying the dips anymore. They're shorting the rips and, and, you know, maybe they're recovering, but, you know, I just think you got to be agnostic between the long and the short side. And I wake up every morning with absolutely no bias. I look at what the market's telling me and that's what I think that day. How does
2: it feel to launch uh, some of these products in this cycle. I mean, you couldn't have drawn this up any better, it feels like.
3: Well, and, you know, and a lot of that was, was by design. I mean, w- we w- one of the big reasons we launched Sark is just looking at the macro environment and saying, you know, we're due. And the Fed's talking about raising interest. You know, at that point, I don't think it was a, a definite, but they were talking about it and just knowing what happens to those stocks you know, and not launching Tark at the same time we launched SARC, because having a feeling if we did that, Tark wouldn't have, have done so well. So a lot of that's by design. But, yeah, the market is, is, is has played out pretty well for me.
2: Okay, question we ask at the end of Every Trillions, Matt, favorite ETF ticker other than your own?
3: So that would have to be meme, because okay. when I saw them file for that, it pissed me off that I didn't come up with that idea.
1: Okay. Yeah. But, I, I, um, and that's Roundhill. Round right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I, there's if you look at all the there's 150 issuers, right? But there's little like little corners where there's a couple that are kind of the similar spiritually and I Tuttle, similar. spiritually similar Roundhill Tuttle and maybe a little Global X, but yeah, I could see that. What about MetaQ? Would you get there? Uh, you're talking about launching
2: or yeah,
3: launching? Yeah. Oh, a short Launch. Facebook. Oh, short. Yeah. It's so yeah. I mean, I think what is definitely going to be the future of kind of the single stock is is what we saw in Tesla, where it's going to be, you know, kind of these, you know, stocks that have larger than life personalities. So, you know, one of the big things I think about short Tesla is is Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. And so, So yeah, Meta's got- Bearish on
2: Mark. There you go.
3: Exactly. So I think, you know, these companies that have CEOs that are out there, I think those are going to be interesting products. The 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 thing that gives me pause about you know a sh- and I can't call them met. I've got to call them Facebook. A, a short Facebook <laughs> is that there are other products that you know there's short Fang, um, you know, and and there's some correlation to the Nasdaq. What I loved about Tesla is it's not correlated to anything.
1: By the way, do all your tickers like ending Q that are inverse?
3: I don't remember off the top of my head. The way we did it though is because of Bloomberg. Because if you type in TSL into Bloomberg, you might, and you're looking for Tesla, you might actually get TSLQ. I also think, brilliant. If
1: you just, <laughs> <That's> brilliant. <laughs> well, just while we're on this, if you put Q, I would put Q at the end of every inverse one. And then people will just know MetQ, Q. You're leaking I think, alpha.
5: I, 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 I should I think be just, paying. It's just coming right out know. of me.
3: Yeah, yeah right. send me a bill. <laughs> I, I think some of the problems you have too are if those stickers are reserved, right. so you I don't always get the the what ad- you want. How do like you get? You can't use Q. a cue. It wasn't reserved. Wow! So we went and we grabbed it.
1: Wow! Even Mike Benuto didn't have it, and he has a lot. Matt, Katie,
2: thanks for joining us on Trillions. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Trillions. Until next time, you can find us on the Bloomberg Terminal. Bloomberg.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you like to listen. We'd love to hear from you. We're on Twitter. I'm at Joel Weber Show. He's at Eric Valtrinas. This episode of Trillions was produced by Stacy Wong. Bye.
0: How does Invesco QQQ rethink possibility? By rethinking access to innovation and the NASDAQ 100. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors Inc. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis